Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's the week that was with Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. Good morning, Rosa. As you can hear, I didn't have a chance to do you a new intro. Oh. <laughs> You're asking for a kitty intro. I didn't get to that. That can be oh. my homework for the next week. Oh, please. I don't want to set homework. But, um. <laughs> I'm setting it for myself. It's okay. Okay. It's been a busy week with homeschooling, etc. Hopefully that is coming to an end. Yeah, so it's... <clears throat> is it... It's, one, this is the last day before school holidays, is that That's right? That's right. Well, uh, it is already school holidays for my high school child. Well, that's what he tells me. I, you know, I have to take him at face value. <laughs> um, he's in year 12 and he was able to go to school for one day yesterday before holidays. Wow. And uh, very happy to be back. And you probably also know that ch- kids in a prep up to year two were able to go in as well. But all those in the middle had to stay home. Oh, that's a bit rough, isn't it? Well, it's only a day or two. But the big news is where the kids are going to be able to go back after the holidays. We haven't heard anything on that yet. Have you heard anything? No. I feel as though Sunday has been slated as the special day where we find out a lot about the restrictions going forward and, and how they'll ease. I guess the other thing too is two weeks is a long time in a pandemic, so they wouldn't want to commit themselves to what might happen after the, after the school holidays already. Yeah, I think people are very sick of having you know something dangled in front of them and then things change. So as hard as it is, you know, retailers that we were speaking to yesterday were saying opening up at a moment's notice was pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, the health food cafe Nourish on Friars Street worked Wednesday night. They worked the whole night to prep food to open. Poor guys. Tuesday morning. Jeez. And, you know, they were so excited. But it, it is really difficult to open a business at short notice. Well, with, pe- with perishables, it's, yeah, impossible. Oh, Where yeah. are they going to get the food from that, that quickly? Yeah. I know that my local cafe uh, was saying that they were... Uh, still going to stick with takeaway food for a couple of days, I think probably for similar reasons. Mm, yeah, just to make it a success and make it enjoyable um, if it's just going to be too frantic to open at short notice. But, yeah, as you were saying about the timeline of announcements, I can also see why they sort of have to wait until um, very shortly before to make an announcement because as we know and as we've learned the hard way in Shepparton things change so quickly. Yep and uh, change, I had changed for the better here. Yes. Day two of freedoms. What, uh, what's the general feeling out there do you think? Uh, I think the restrictions are still quite tough so people are pleased but you know for instance in a um, cafe or restaurant being able to have 10 patrons inside and 20 outside works well for those that have maybe a smaller business and ample outdoor seating but for a lot of people I think it's um, still going to be really hard to um, make their business profitable for the next little while Um, but in in terms of the mood I still think there's a a big sigh of relief just to have um, 
the lid of the pressure cooker taken off. <laughs> and we've had a lot of praise, haven't we? We have. We've yeah, and we we included that in the live blog this week because I, there were plenty of strangers on the internet, you know, just kind people on Twitter as well as um, government officials and you know people with premiers, a- prime ministers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so Shepparton has really been the talk of the town, and we're being used as an example for Ballarat um, as to how a regional city can get on top of the Delta variant and, and, you know, yeah, our success is being used as a bit of a um, model, I think. It does seem that with this variant, having a a less densely populated city is, is much easier. It doesn't seem to be going in the right direction in Melbourne, does it? No, it's really, yeah, as, as relieved as we are, just two hours down the road, things are pretty rough and, yeah, more than 500 cases yesterday was not the nicest news to read for anyone, even in Shepparton. No. Because what affects them affects us. Yeah, and a lot of people got family in Melbourne. I don't. I've got family in Sydney, which is probably even in a worse situation. But, you know, mm. they don't have the same kinds of lockdowns. So it's all very, uh, very variable, depending yeah. on where you are. So let's, yeah. let's move on from news about the pandemic. Sure. What else? I know you have been. I have been seeing your byline in the newspaper this week, Rosa. What else have you been covering? I am back writing some stories. So um, in today's paper, one that was really a privilege to cover and a really interesting um, story was about Lily Cam, who's a 12-year-old girl who yesterday was flown from Shepparton to Gladstone in Queensland. I um, thought we were going to not talk about the pandemic. <laughs> oh, but this is a happy story. Go on. And, and yeah, she she... The pandemic caveat is, of course, that she's been stuck here. Um, But it's really amazing. Angel Flight normally, um, many of your listeners will know, helps people in regional areas get to non-urgent medical appointments. So um, they don't replace, you know, obviously a medical evacuation, but for um, planned treatment, they help people fly around the country to the nearest major hospital. And And I don't think you have to pay for it either. It's an amazing service. It's free and the pilots are all volunteers and they they supply their own aircraft. Um, and recently Angel Flight has started helping in other ways um, because they saw an opportunity to help people who were trapped um, by state borders. Um, some were looking to get home to, to say goodbye to a family member who was, um, you know... On, Ter- terminally on ill. Way. Yeah, terminally ill and... Uh, also, plenty of children who, for all sorts of different reasons, found themselves in a different state to their parent or guardian, um, and that was. I, I don't know. I don't know, Raj. I, I think I'd give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But my children won't be listening because they'll still be in bed. Don't worry. They'll be asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So Lily um, had been staying with her nan here in Shepparton, and circumstances changed and it was time for her to um, go back home and live with her mum but for weeks and weeks you know they were looking for a way and they they had all these different plans or maybe we could go and isolate in South Australia and you know it was very convoluted and in the end none of those plans were possible and then Angel Flight just stepped in and said hey we'll get someone to fly her Um, we'll get two planes two pilots they'll meet halfway in Armadale and um the state government said yes and so yesterday she got her very own flight home to her mum and was just the 
it was such an emotional um, moment for her, her nan, her mum, and it, yeah, it was actually it was actually really beautiful to write about and to oh. see. So. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Happy ending, happy ending. What else have you been covering, Rosa? Uh, well, a pretty... This This was... Um, Darren Linton wrote an article this week about um, a drug court that's going to be established in Shepparton. And that's a... Uh, it'll be the first in regional, uh, regional Victoria, I should say. So Melbourne and Dandenong already have specialised drug courts. And the benefit of those courts is that um, they take a bit more of a holistic approach in terms of um, providing more targeted and specialised support to um, help people who are drug users uh, break out of the cycle of offending um, and also of of using um, or drinking. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. And Shepparton will be the first in regional Victoria, um, Ballarat or Bendigo, I'd don't quote me on that. Oh, Ballarat. Ballarat will be the next. Um, and, yeah, they've had really good success rates. So it's, that's a really promising um, development for our region, um, which extends, you know, of course, the, the Shepparton Courts involve people from beyond Shepparton as well. So Okay. Maybe one, one more before we let you go, Rosa. Well, this is a really fun one from John Lewis. Um, it's... Ben Basterink is an 81-year-old 80, man from Shepparton who still goes skiing every single year. And John wrote a really beautiful feature about, you know, he hits the slopes no matter what um, and retirement has made it, you know, even more enjoyable. He'll, he can get up so much more often. But he's got this amazing shed full of brilliant skis and it's just his lifelong passion. He worked as a cleaner in a family business. Um, but to, to be... He's, completely fit, um, fit as a fiddle and really enthusiastic skier who managed, thankfully, it would be a sad story except that he did manage to squeeze in a ski this year. So... Do you know what? Um, that, that story actually got me thinking about ageism. Um, Rosa, there was, a, there was a phrase in there, something about Ben isn't sitting by the fire in his slippy, slippers and sipping cocoa and that he's instead out on the ski fields. And I thought... Hmm, wouldn't it be good if we didn't um, if we didn't couch older people in those terms in the first place? Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing that stood out to me in the story was that previously ski fields let um, people age sixty and over ski for free, but maybe they were the first to realise that you you stay fit much um, you can stay fit much longer than that and be active and engaged. So they raised the age to seventy, which was not all. Oh, that's cool. Then. He then had to wait another decade to ski for free. <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay, so skiing for free. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So that's, that's a good incentive, isn't it, for some of our yeah, older people to get out there and uh, go on the slopes. But as my husband pointed out to me after a recent ski trip where I didn't go, he went, that it really does take a toll on your body. Oh, your muscles the next day. You you discover muscles you didn't know you had. Yes, <laughs> unless you're uh, Ben. Then you're you're right. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for your time uh, today, Rosa. Have a great weekend and hope to talk to you next week. You too. Thanks for having me.